Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell here with lots of answers. What are our questions, Sarah? <laughs> let's go, let's go. <laughs> oh Just my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. So, Dim, uh, hearkening back to one of our questions, I went on a walk this morning and then raked some leaves. Oh, very good. How'd it go? <laughs> and it, was so, it was so silly when I had the idea while I was out walking. I'm like, ooh, I can rake some leaves when I get home. <laughs> nice. How 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 naked are your trees? Are they like, you know, oh, from zero to 100%? Oh, they are only mm, 65% naked. So, okay. okay. But, I mean, we have a huge oak tree. We have a lot of maple trees. So it's, it is a very small yard. And thankfully, I only have to rake them into the street because then they get picked up by the city twice during the season for extra money. But do, do they not blow around? Um, well, they're a little bit damp. Um, so oh, that's true. That's probably yeah. That's built yeah. into the Portland uh, forecast. Portland. <laughs> Climate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it is frustrating because we live on a pretty busy corner. So sometimes I'll make this huge leaf pile and then the bus will go by and cars will whip past. I'm like, oh, come on. Now they're all blown around. Uh, (laughs) That is a little, I mean, it is like a little bit like, you know, restacking the pyramid again and again. Right. (laughs) Right. So, but I'm going to be the leaf first leaf pickup is while I'm gone. As we record this, I leave tomorrow morning for a little over a week. And so Jack can be hit or miss. And he also uses oh a leaf blower so i'm all about the rake yeah yeah the leaf blowers those are those can be loud i mean i understand Mm -hmm. their purpose i did see a man uh i was when i was walking my dogs the other day he had like two little like claw like things that you hold in your hands to pick (laughs) up the rakes do you know what i'm talking about they're circular they're like they're like they're they're like mini rakes you know so they're like the size of like a frisbee or maybe a little bit bigger And half that circle is to hold on to, you know, there's some kind of handle or something. And then the Mm. other half are the teeth. Mm. So talking about, because I just, you know, use my bare hands and that's, you know, after a while. I mean, (laughs) sometimes I put on gloves, sometimes not. It depends. But yeah, yeah. It's a little Edward Scissorhands, it sounds like what you're talking about. It is. It is. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Totally. So. Anyway, yeah. So, so I don't know if if I can count that as extending my workout a little bit, but I did think about how you always say, you know, oh, there's always time for strength training because you can cut your run or whatever other workout you're doing short to go home and do it. And I was like, I think I can still fit in my whole walk and rake. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That was your strength training. That's some biceps, triceps, shoulders, right? Yeah, little you know obliques. Uh, yeah, there's some, yeah. Some twisting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, like yeah, it. I like yeah. it. That's Sarah's yeah. new rake like a mother. Bro workout. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I say let's jump into the question. I think that sounds great. Yes. This is Christine looking for some treadmill inspo. Hi, this is Christine from Kansas City, Missouri. And I'm calling because as the uh, Midwest temperatures are beginning to drop, I'm seeing more and more treadmill runs in my future uh, or the treadmill. Wondering what kind of advice you guys have 
to psych myself up for them, any motivation tips, uh, likely running on the treadmill early in the morning, the basement, ripple is enough. Um, so looking for some guidance on how to get myself out there and going. Thanks so much for all you guys do. Appreciate it. Ah, uh, yes. The return to indoor workouts. Yes, yes. So just on our last episode, our last Tuesday episode, which was November 8th, you can just scroll back just a tiny bit and see it. Um, we talk about how Mojo is a liar. And mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that treadmill's waiting for you. And there's not going to be some shock of lightning that we're like, oh, yes, I am ready to go on the treadmill <laughs> right now. I am so excited. And it is 530 and dark and cold and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Instead, you just have to take a small step, a small piece of action, Christine and anyone else listening, as mm-hmm. in you know, tiptoe out of your bed on your clothes that you've already laid out, go down to the basement. I'm saying that's in our basement, but um, it might be at the gym too. I always picture treadmills in the basement for some reason. Mm. And then, and then all of a sudden one mile, two mile, three miles into it, all of a sudden you feel like a rock star and you're like, yes, yes. I am so glad I did this and didn't mm-hmm. just opt to lie in bed thinking mm-hmm. about how I should be doing it. Because mm-hmm. the thing is when you set your alarm, and you decide, oh, I'm not going to go. How often do you fall back to sleep? Oh, I was just about to ask you the exact same question, <laughs> Timothy, because, you know, I, you know that I do not ignore an alarm and that I oftentimes wake up before my alarm and, and hate me all you want, but that, that, I I just, it would take a real act of Congress almost for me to be able to go back to sleep. <laughs> the, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I and my brain starts working and then a Taylor Swift song starts playing in my head and just forget about it. Like and then you're in a lavender haze. And what are we going to do about that? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, I'm I'm definitely a snoozer, um, especially, mm. you know, now that I don't have quite, you know, there isn't that get the kids to school at a certain time deadline, mm-hmm. which is useful in that way that you <laughs> don't get to hit snooze so many times. But yeah, I definitely think like there's very few times where my alarm goes off and I hit it, roll over and just go right back to bed. Like that mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. I snooze, I snooze, I snooze. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up kind of a little, um, you know, frustrated with myself for not being the best person I could be, not YOLOing my life, you know? <laughs> and I also find snooze sleep not not very restorative and and kind of the Oh no, the it's it's total drool reverse of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's drool sleep. And it's also like and I'm listening to NPR, right? So I'm hearing all the day's news. So then that usually depresses me even more to get up. I'm like, I don't really want to get up and greet this. So yeah. Nothing good about it. So Christine. If we haven't gotten you on your treadmill yet, here's some other ideas. <laughs> yes, yes. So I say, Christine, reframe the way you look at the treadmill. So banish the word treadmill from your vocabulary. You know, not to sound like a scold, but be grateful you have the option. That yeah, we whether... could call it the, uh, let me interrupt you for a second, mm-hmm. uh, the instead mill. That's something mm-hmm. in between treadmill and treadmill. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, neutral. It's Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, you know, you're, okay, so you're grateful you have the option. Then, Find some options. Find some workouts that are going to fire you up. We have a lot of them on our website, anothermotherrunner.com. I did this while I was putting these notes together. You just enter treadmill workouts into the search box and voila, there they are. So we can link to some of those in the show notes. And then I think, Dimity, I, you know, obviously you're in my head a lot, Dimity, as I showed by thinking of you while I talked about raking. And um, <laughs> so, you know, Dim, there's always your advice about touching a button on the treadmill frequently. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that actually came from Christine Hinton, who was like the OG mm-hmm. train yep. like a mother coach. Anyway, but yes, it's it's a universal advice. So, I mean, the thing that's hard about the treadmill is that you don't have the 
interaction that you do with changing your scenery, right? And seeing new things and, you know, what's up around that corner. So you kind of have to like create it artificially. So Mm -hmm. again, touch a button every minute. So that means, you know, go up 0.1 or 0.2 miles an hour or down. You don't always have to go up. It doesn't always have to be faster. (laughs) Um, You can adjust the incline, you know, because, you know, Mm -hmm. even if you run, live in a flat area, there are little ups and downs, you know, so Mm -hmm. play with that. Um, So that's one way to kind of keep it going. Um, The other thing is I really think that intervals are so great for structured workouts. I mean, I'm sorry, Mm. treadmills are so great for structured workouts, not intervals are Mm. like intervals, Mm -hmm. right? So I know like comparing it to the bike, which I've spent a lot of time on, like when I have a workout that's like a base building workout, like 20 minutes of zone two, uh, recover five minutes at zone one, do that one or two more times, you know, depending upon the day. I'm like, oh, you know, it's not that I, you know, mind those workouts. And those are the ones that I usually watch TV in, which would, we'll talk about in a little bit, but I kind of say ugh to those, but then I also say ugh to the ones that are like, you know, <laughs> five times, one minute, really hard, 30 seconds, easy, one minute, really hard, 30 seconds, easy, but those keep you engaged. And again, Mm -hmm, running outside mm -hmm. keeps you engaged. So that's what Mm -hmm. you need. And so again, those workouts that we're going to link to, those are, there are a lot of them that have little like zhuzhs to them, you know, changing the incline, changing the speed, um, getting off the treadmill every once in a while, you know, and just like Mm -hmm. doing 10 Mm -hmm. pushups every mile or Mm -hmm. doing some squats, you. you know, stuff like that. And I will say having, you know, written my fair share of workouts, the combination four, three, two, one, like four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, that adds up really nicely to 10. So you could do that a couple of times, Mm -hmm. or you could even do it five and then you get a nice 15 minutes. So you could do something for five minutes, then switch to four, three, two, you know, and kind of increase the intensity Mm -hmm. through that. Mm -hmm. I do that a lot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so just, I, I would encourage you to not just say, I'm going to go run three miles, but even just write yourself out a little workout or grab one of those treadmill workouts and, and it will go faster, I promise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and as we said on the that last episode of Trains, keep some content treadmill specific. So save podcasts, save streaming services, shows, you know. So, so Tim, I was thinking, let's each give a couple suggestions for shows that we would suggest to stream while using the treadmill. And and I get to go first. Okay. <laughs> You're going to take my favorite suggestion, but that's okay. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh well, my I gosh, we haven't talked well, about that. Ba- well, go, you say it. Yeah, yeah. It's Bad Sisters on Apple Plus TV. Oh my gosh. You've watched yes, it? Yes, I've watched it. So good. Oh my god. It's so good. Also, did you know that youngest sister, the actor who plays her is Bono's daughter? I did know that cuz I live with a U2 mm. super fan. Yep. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. All right. Well, and then the and then the, the oldest sister is the woman from Catastrophe, which was one oh. of the funniest shows ever. Ever, 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 ever. Yeah. And I have I have a theory that her name is Shannon something or other. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember her last name. I'm convinced that she's a swimmer in real life because she's the creator of a lot of these shows and swimming featured in Catastrophe. And it also features in this. Oh, I didn't remember in Catastrophe, but that I, I, that's, I think that's a good thing. So the reason why I wouldn't watch Bad Sisters on the treadmill is because I just like to admire their sweaters so much. They have such... <laughs> good sweaters and like houses and i that's 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 a sit still kind of thing for me but but it does move along quickly so it's good for the treadmill Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yes and then also i haven't gotten to it yet i downloaded it for my flights but uh there's a new season of making the cut with tim gunn and heidi klum on amazon prime nice is that good i watched one and i just i mean i gotta say i'm just 
OG Project Runway <gasps> all the way. Wow, dimity. My gosh. And I think about the time we were in Chicago. Do you remember? We stayed up until like 2.30 in the morning watching Project Runway. It was the first time I'd ever watched it. You're like, oh, we got to watch it. Oh, I this. love it. I love it. I'm just saying I miss, I I just miss anything else. It's like, it's, I, I just don't, I, I, I mean, I like it. We watched a little mm. bit of making the cut, but I haven't, I don't know. It just mm. doesn't have the same. Oh. I liked it because it's set in Paris and I'm in the atelier where they sew is so beautiful. And I don't know. Yeah. I just like kind of going to Paris on television. There you go. With Tim and Heidi, your pals, Tim and Heidi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah yeah. 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 So that's kind of more reality TV. And that's where I tend to go when I'm doing workouts. Like I said, um, if, if you are doing like a, a workout that is hard, you know, like where you need your concentration. I think music is the way to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's the one show that I'm loving. Um, judge me if you want. That's okay. I'm I'm okay. I can take it. Love is Blind. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I love that show because that's not a show that I would just sit on the couch personally and watch, but I mm-hmm. love it because I can watch it on the bike and kind of zone mm-hmm. out, right? You don't have to mm-hmm. be, it's not like, like with Bad Sisters or something that's like really intricate, I can't mm-hmm. follow along. You know, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I want to mm-hmm. pay attention. So reality shows, short shows, um, like I watched for a while, I watched Parks and Rec a lot or mm-hmm. Friends Over or New Girl or, you know, just something mm-hmm. that's like, you know, enough that you can like keep your eye on it. But if you miss, you know, a scene, you're still going <laughs> to still know what's going on. <laughs> no intricate plot yeah, twist yeah, for you yeah. on, like, while you're working yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I have to say as a side note, Dim, uh, I don't know if folks will remember, but you were a German minor or a major, right? At Colgate? Yeah. Wh- why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because I, I, uh, Jack and I are watching a three season show that's in German with subtitles and it is so good. It's Deutschland 83, oh. Deutschland 86 and Deutschland 89. I would not recommend watching on a treadmill because you got to read the captions or this the subtitles unless you're like you dim and maybe you could still understand it all but <laughs> oh no that's oh giving me gosh. way too much credit <laughs> it is such a good show it is so well done wow oh i haven't even heard of that is it on a special like european channel or something it's on no it's on hulu oh, okay mm-hmm. okay yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Well, Christine, we hope that helps uh, get you moving onto that treadmill of yours or at the club, wherever it may be. We'll be back with more questions and answers after this brief break. Stay with us. Okay. Here is Carrie, who's curious about elevation. Hi, this is Carrie from Iowa. Um, my question is regarding elevation. My good friend lives in Colorado Springs and wants to do the Pikes Peak Ascent, 13.1 miles up Pikes Peak, yes. But I live, obviously, in the flatlands. How can I train for this race? I have done quite a few half marathons and feel confident. I finished under two hours. Obviously not the same, but I've got a base. Help me. Thank you. So, Dim, the moment I heard this question, I knew you needed to address it (laughs) since you have conquered the Pikes Peak Ascent back in 2014. And as a bit of a primer for folks, that race is 13.32 miles with 7,815 feet of altitude gain and ends at a whopping 14,050 feet Wowza, wowza, wowza. Yes, it is. uh, It is quite an iconic event. So the Pikes Peak is, oh, gosh. Uh, Purple Mountain Majesty. <laughs> like, what is that? That's the one. It's, it's inspired Purple Mountain Majesty. What song is that, oh, Sarah? America the Beautiful. America the Beautiful. Thank you. Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Menopause 
brain kicking in full swing there. <laughs> so it's it's a cool, cool mountain. You can see it, you know, from many places. It's over 14,000 feet, as Sarah said. So it's a 14er here in Colorado. And um, mm-hmm. and it's one of our like most accessible ones. And as they have a race up and you can also go down it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you start at about, I guess, I mean, 7,000 feet. Yeah, you start in Colorado Springs or near Colorado Springs and um, you're on the road for a little bit and then you basically go up the mountain. I mean, it is a run, but there's a lot of hiking, I would say. And mm-hmm. especially as you get to the top, there's a lot of hiking. And mm-hmm. so basically like one thing that I read and it, this held true for me is that the time, even though Hikes Peak, to get up Hikes Peak is about 13.1 miles, a little over that, about a half marathon. Mm-hmm. It's actually the time that's going to take you to get to the top is more like a marathon time. Wow. So, so you're going to want to, you know, double your half marathon time. And mm-hmm. so we're looking, you know, so, so maybe somewhere for carry around four hours or something. And so as such, you know, if, if you want to do that, I would probably train for a marathon in or mm. train near for a marathon. I mean, you don't have to do 26 miles, but I would get up to that 18, 20 miles, you know, three mm. hours on your feet or so, three and a half, three, three. But the biggest thing, you know, that I would, so you want to train for a marathon, I would train on as hilly of stuff as you can find. Um, you don't really necessarily need to go down. So I guess what I'm saying, you will go down, right, on your, uh, if you're like doing like stadium stairs or hill repeats or something like that, but you could also mm-hmm. jump on your treadmill. This would be <laughs> a good one to watch like four episodes of Bad Sisters or something like that. But, you know, put it, you know, really play with the incline, but keep it, you know, six, seven, eight percent for a significant mm-hmm. amount of time. Again, you can hike it. You don't have to run that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dim, did you, um, when I was like, oh, I'm going to remember, I couldn't remember what year you did. Uh-huh. It, so I was Googling it all and everything. And so then found that article that you wrote on Podium Runner back in the day about your training. Yeah. And did you, did you, does it all stand out in your mind for what you did? Or did you go back and look at the article? I looked or? at the article. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I definitely spent time um, at Red Rocks, right? Doing a lot of stairs, up and down stairs. And I don't think I, Oh, you know what I did? I did spend some time hiking up mountains. Yep, I did. I, I definitely mm-hmm. remember some longer runs because I did it with some friends. That's the thing. So mm-hmm. we went down to Pikes Peak one day and did, um, there's this thing called the incline that is mm-hmm. basically the, the lore is, is that it's the inspiration for the Stairmaster. Um, it's an old oh, cog right. railroad, <laughs> right? So, I mean, uh-huh. you're literally going up the side of the mountain for a mile, but I can't remember how much I want to say like 3000 feet of gain, but. Don't quote me on that. It's very didn't you, intense. Didn't you and Ben, didn't you and your son do that? Yes, we did that during that the pandemic. Ago. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We did that. That yeah. was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but how about for Carrie who lives in the flatlands? I mean, so are we just talking lots and lots of treadmill? I'm or, talking I mean, lots of treadmill. The... I'm talking lots of, you know, you could do the the gauntlets at the, um mm-hmm. at your club. I, I'm guessing that they don't have one of those in the basement. That's the treadmill that... <laughs> that's the stairmaster that actually you pick up your feet. That's better than the actual like the step mill where you're kind of like it's moving it's stairs. Moving. Yeah, yeah it's exactly, like, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, so I would probably, you know, I think she can totally do it. The biggest thing that I saw with people who are not from Colorado, um, as I remember, mm-hmm. is that the altitude just gets you. I mean, it gets you even if yes. you are from Colorado. So. Mm-hmm. There were some very, very pale faces. <laughs> I mean, like, as in, you know, I'm going to vomit as you yes. get higher and That'd higher. Be me. Yeah. That would be me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I think the best thing you can do is, you know, if you are going to do it, just know that you're going to probably have a rough go when you get above, you know, 11 or 12,000 feet, depending upon how you know, how well you know yourself, Carrie. A lot of noon the week of, like, really trying to help with your electrolyte mm. balance. Take mm-hmm. it slow. 
And then I would just, I mean, if you wanted to, you know, if your friend does live here and they want, you want to do it together, I mean, I would almost say it would be worth it kind of maybe halfway through your training cycle to, if you live in Kansas City, I know it's like a seven hour drive. It's not insignificant, but to come here, Mm -hmm. do a big hike up it, you know, I would probably get Mm -hmm. up to, you know, go seven or eight, nine miles up it and come back down and um, just to get a sense of it, Mm -hmm. you know. If that's important to you, if that, if the, if the Mm -hmm. event feels, you know, like that you want that kind of preparation, but you can totally do it. People do it. Yeah. One thought I had while you were talking, Dim, I I think about the few times that I tried to do anything that made me exert myself while wearing a mask during the, the more the height of the pandemic. Do do people ever train with a mask on to simulate (laughs) that lack of oxygen? Uh, That's interesting. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, that's a great question. That's something, yeah, that uh, I'll have to call it in to our answers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, people, you know, people do do like wackier stuff, right? Like if they're training for stuff in the desert, they'll go, you know, in the sauna, bring a treadmill into the sauna or crank up the heat, that kind of thing. Oh, definitely. Like, you remember Magda? Oh, yeah, where like, goo and stuff. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, she had the the means to do that. And I, it's just like, can you see somebody being at like 24-hour fitness being like, yeah, can I bring this treadmill into the sauna, please? <laughs> it's on wheels, right? Come on. Are you guys a full-service gym? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I definitely think it's doable. And yeah, that's a good question. But Really, the reality is, is you're just going to have to um, go for it, right? And just know. Have to suck it up. Suck it up. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right. And on that cheesy note, we'll move (laughs) on to Renee's question, who seems to have concerns about being a poser. Hi, this is Renee from Naperville. I have a marathon coming up in a few weeks, specifically the New York City Marathon. And I am thinking about purchasing like one of those Tracksmith running singlets. My question is, is that just for people who run fast marathons? Um, not trying to be disparaging or anything, but I'm very middle of a pack runner. And I'm just wondering, you know, am I going to look silly in that on race day? Um, is that just for the more faster runners? So just curious to know your thoughts on that. Thank you. So, Dimity, I love this question because it's thought-provoking, and I feel it touches on a lot of issues like imposter syndrome, what a quote-unquote fast runner looks like, societal you know, dictates for how certain people should dress, body shaming, and more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely feel like there's a lot of issues wrapped up in there for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that we have these societal ideas about what, you know, who can wear like the, the fast Nikes, right? And who can wear mm-hmm. Tracksmith and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so I just want to, you know, smack the table. I won't do it because it'll make the microphone jiggle. But I just want to say that, you know, it's 2022 and we all need to embrace that we can wear what we want without asking for tacit approval from anyone else. And that, you know, whether it's wearing a two-piece tri-suit, running in shorts that have a three-inch inseam or a singlet, um, Renee, you know, I know that I had for a long time I've switched over to wearing shorts that have five inch inseams. It just felt more, I don't know, like modesty was the right way to go. And it just felt like, I don't know, somehow age appropriate or something. And so, but I have a few pairs of shorts that have three inch inseams. And so when I play pickleball, I wear my running clothes because that's what my workout drawers are full of. (laughs) So, so I was wearing my, you know, my five inch inseam shorts. And I found that when I would be, you know, up at the net at the ready position or something like that, or waiting for a serve to come my way, I'd always be kind of hiking them up a little because they would kind of crease when I 
you know, leaned over a tiny bit and I didn't like that feeling. And I'm like, I'm going to wear a pair of three inch inseam shorts. And, you know, devil be damned if the, my random partner, you know, is staring at my butt while I'm standing up in the net. Like, <laughs> like th- this is me. I'm playing deal with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you wear what you like, right? I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. so like obviously that tracksmith singlet called to you. You liked it. And um, yeah, I mean, wear it. I mean, I still, you know, I mean, I picked up when I was at Mill City running mm-hmm. at the Twin Cities, or it's actually called Saint City Running. It's a Saint Paul version of Mill City Running. It was next mm-hmm. to where we had our shakeout run um at the Twin Cities mm-hmm. Marathon. And I feel like I tried on some tracksmith stuff. And then I also tried on um a different uh brand too. And I was like, you know what? I mean, I'm not running anymore. And I'm definitely, you know, mm-hmm. I was also just middle of the pack um, back in the day. And I was like, you know what? I would wear this if I wanted to, you know? So again, I mm-hmm. I, I completely understand the trepidation because like, mm-hmm. even now I'm like, am I, am I, you know, young enough to be wearing this? Like, I don't know, high-waisted mm-hmm. jeans or whatever. Like all these fashions come in and you're like, wait, am I qualified mm-hmm. to wear this? You know? And mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. thing is if you feel, if you like it, and it you feels mm-hmm. like you, you like how you look in it and you like how you feel mm-hmm. in it, wear it, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty much mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, I understand where you're coming from. And um, did she wear it, Sarah? Yes. So I, through the magic of Google Voice, I was able to send her a message and, and ask her if, you know, what the outcome was, because unfortunately, um, the we waited a while to answer this question. It came in in mid-October. And so that was when the race was still upcoming. And now it's in her rearview mirror. So so yes, indeed, she did wear that tracksmith singlet. And she uh, wrote to me, it was funny. I asked my husband what he thought. And his quick response was, there's no pace requirement to buy the shirt. So, <laughs> so three cheers for the husband. <laughs> um, so she said, uh, I had my answer right there. And so she said she did hesitate buying it first with a little bit of imposter syndrome mixed in. And then ultimately she was so glad she did because it ended up being such an unexpectedly warm day and humid. And um, yeah, she said she was able to stay strong. This is not related to the shirt, but uh, stay strong from miles one through 19. Then after that, it was a struggle, but she gave, she wrote, uh, but I gave it my all that day and that is good enough. Yeah. Good enough. Good enough. I, I want to add, I mean, just because I get the Tracksmith catalog for, you know, some marketing miracle. Oh yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Same here. I mean, it is so, but you, you know, Sarah, you, you help, you direct our photo shoots. It is so much work to get a really mm-hmm. good running shot. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they work really hard for their brand image, but they want to sell their clothes. Right. I mean, of course they do. Mm-hmm. They want to see them on everybody you know, all different shapes and sizes. So I just, I guess, you know, because when I think Tracksmith, I think like Malcolm Gladwell and really fast runners. And, you know, when people that look really, you know, they look like all old school, like running, you know, on a, like a gra- or a gravel track or a dirt track or something like that, you know? Yeah. And that, yeah. that's all, that's the image that they project. But if you look around and see who's wearing Tracksmith at events, I can guarantee mm-hmm. you they don't look as glossy and beautiful as they do in the in the catalog. <laughs> yes. That said, I have I discovered a Tracksmith wool, really lightweight wool long sleeve shirt. I think I tested it when we did a wool review maybe last year, maybe the year before that. And oh my gosh, Dimity, be prepared for this. I liked it so much. I bought three more of them. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. 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 Because you know I'm a cheapskate. And uh, yeah, it just, ama- I just love them. So I wore one this morning while walking, as a matter of is fact. It, is it, do you buy the waffle knit one? 
No, it's not waffle oh. knit. It's much thinner than that. Oh, yeah. I kind of I've been eyeing the waffle knit one. That's a that's an investment. But um, Ellie has one of those, and I'm like, oh, I like that. And she wears it just you know regularly, you know, just to mm-hmm. our Zoom call lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, my advice is, uh, and we are not in any way sponsored by Tracksmith. <laughs> the record show. I don't know if they would want to sponsor us or not. After we said this, like it's not as glossy as it looks. <laughs> yeah, but but my advice is don't wait because the colors go so fast. So when I bought the, I, I guess, yeah, I got one to test and then bought two of them and kept thinking about this one other color. And then I went back and was like, oh, no, sold out. Oh, shoot. Okay. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. Well, as Dimity, as you always say, great questions and keep them coming. Uh, <laughs> Especially if it's fashion <laughs> advice. We like to give some fashion advice every now yes, and then. Yes. Yes. We fancy ourselves Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the number to call in is 470-BADASS-1. That translates to 470-223-2771. Please leave your first name and where you're calling from. And definitely please keep your message to a minute or less. And that number is in our show notes, so you don't need to memorize it. Also linked in our show notes um, is Joy to the Run, which is anothermotherrunner.com slash joy2022. But again, that'll be linked in our show notes. It's our second mm-hmm. year back for our annual Get Through December with a Smile <laughs> and a Slice of Calm program. It just opened yesterday mm-hmm. for registration, which was November 14th. And it's a free program. So come in and we're going to get you through December with community and laughs and maybe some fun contests. And now we also are using it as a fundraiser for Brave Like Gabe, speaking of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So you have an opportunity to donate to that. Check out some merch that we would love for you, anybody to represent us in Mm -hmm. and uh, check that out. Yes, and the program itself kicks off on December 1st. But as Dim said, the registration is open now for that free program. All right. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's all about Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> by Barry Medor from Fire on the Bluff. Keep those questions coming. We're here with answers and oh, some cute sweaters that they have on Bad Sisters. <laughs>